Hello, welcome to Blue Valley's Unmuted Podcast. This marks our third episode of a special series within the podcast called The Learning Connection. In this ongoing series, we focus on topics related to learning and teaching in Blue Valley. My name is Kelly Ott, and I'm an Executive Director of Curriculum Instruction and Innovation for our district. I'm the host of this exciting series. The Learning Connection will connect our families to in our community more than ever before to Blue Valley. Let's get started. Today's topic is performing arts, and we will highlight um, some of the recent changes in our beginning band and strings program and want to talk deeply about the amazing opportunities that are available to all our students in all performing arts. I'm looking forward to a great conversation about the benefits of performing arts and um, how to get started and what to expect once you're, once you're in class. I have three guests here today. Uh, first is Janelle Brower. She's our district coordinator of performing arts. Hi, Janelle. Hello. Thanks for joining us. We have Lindsay Gamble, band director at Pleasant Ridge Middle School, and Michael Arbucci, orchestra director at Harmony Middle, Harmony Elementary, and Blue Valley Northwest. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Janelle, I'm going to start with you just to make sure we kind of have an a, a understanding. When we talk about performing art, what are all the disciplines that, that we're talking about? We're talking about vocal music, strings, which is also referred to as orchestra, band and theater and communications and in the area of theater and communications we have um, obviously theater performing in plays um, and musicals and we have um, the areas of debate and competitive speaking competitive speaking what's that i didn't I, when i grew up there was never something called competitive speaking we, what's that uh, we it used to be referred to as forensics gotcha gotcha and since CSI and everything, we changed the name because forensic has now become a, a different, it has a different connotation. So I'm going to talk to one of our, our teachers, our directors here. Um, what are the options for students when they, when they go through elementary, have music? What are the options in late elementary and early um, middle school that we want to make sure we highlight for our families? Well, this is Mike Garbucci. It's great to be here and glad to answer this question. So in fifth grade, your elementary school student has the opportunity to learn a string instrument. Um, that means they can try out a violin, viola, cello, or bass. And that's a pretty cool experience that if your student enjoys it, they can carry it with them all the way through their senior year of high school. So there's a great opportunity to not only begin learning an instrument, but uh, take with you a skill that um, will be with you for life. Great. Lindsay, why, why, why are the, arm, the arts so important um, for kids? Arts are incredibly essential to our culture, mm -hmm. the way that we live daily, and, and especially in the schools, it creates a community for students, a place where they can belong. It, it's an expressive space, and honestly, it's one of the few times we talk about emotions almost daily where students can be in a safe space, they can perform something with filled emotion and feel like they work together with an entire group to create that emotion. It's like, it, it, it's priceless. I, it's one of the things I look forward to every single day I go to work. Right. So when kids are first starting, I'm sure they're a little nervous. How do you, how do you help kids who, who are just nervous to try? Uh, it's my favorite day. I'm just oh, going to steal great. that answer. It is my absolute, one of my favorite days of the year is instrument fitting, tryout, mm -hmm. where a student can make a sound on, for us, it would be a mouthpiece mm -hmm. or 
make a couple of sounds on the percussion instruments and the, watching their faces light up when they realize what kind of sound it makes, if it's a bright shrill sound or if it's a low mellow tone or if it's something they completely didn't expect at all. <laughs> and it's so fun to have that experience with them and help them to adjust and maybe figure out what they're capable of doing even on day one. Oh, it's just so rewarding. And I know for orchestra, you kind of have the same experience on day one as well. We do. Uh, the learning happens in real time in performing arts, which is kind of one of the best things. It's instantly gratifying. Um, you, you know, you pick up an instrument, whether it's um, a woodwind, a brass, or a string instrument, um, and you you make a sound on it. Perhaps it's not the world's best sound on the first day, but by day two or day three, it's a little better, and by day seven and eight, it's a little better, and after a couple months, you really start to sound like something, playing songs that you recognize for your loved ones and in performances. So again, it is just a lot of fun to begin on an instrument. Great. And then we have other performing arts, like you know theater and modern communications. I, I see those teachers helping students gain confidence in those areas, too. Janelle, would you mind speaking to what that, that process is like? So you asked the question about what is it? like how do teachers help students who begin to try mm -hmm. and I've had the privilege of being in lots of theater classes and watched that process with beginning theater students and beginning students in modern communications and it's really amazing to see students who have not had the chance to get up in front of people and speak or to act um, and the activities that teachers do with students that are just very gentle entry points into that type of activity brings students out of their shell and really gives them confidence in that area and they gain um, experience and skill in that that they carry with them and they they thoroughly enjoy it and they don't even realize that they're learning to do that it's really a wonderful thing to see it's such an active way to learn and it's a social way to learn and you you have a beautiful product at the end of learning or or a becoming to be beautiful <laughs> product I've been to some concerts uh, and I I I feel like there's a lot of transferable skills when we talk about learning an instrument or uh, performing with a theater group or doing communications through debate or or wind uh, string instruments. What are some of those transferable skills that are really valuable? Even if a student doesn't go to college and play an instrument, how can this benefit their life? I find this a reason why I feel like teaching band is my dream job because not only do we teach the standards, create, perform, and respond, we teach techniques, we have this tool, this instrument that we take complete, and it's, it's silent when you're holding it, but when you breathe air into it or you play on the percussion instruments, it creates this wonderful product. But if you take that away, the things that students take away from our classes, and I'll just speak for band, is they, develop independence and re relationship skills and they create these emotional bonds with the people in their class and the people in their grade and for some sometimes we have mixed grades where we have like for my jazz it's sixth seventh and eighth grade they they take away these leadership opportunities if you're an eighth grader working with a sixth grader or in high school it's with an upperclassman working with a lower classman grit they learn to create this product that takes years to develop which is so wonderful that we can give them that opportunity to build on a product and stay with it that's grit and in this day and age it's one of the things that we cherish almost the most is like 
is that personality of grit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to take it over, Michael? So, you know, a lot of what Lindsay said, I think, applies to any of the performing arts, whether we're talking about uh, band or orchestra or choir or even forensics. Um, there's that growth mindset and resilience that you develop from having to try and try and try again until you master a skill. Um, there's so much teamwork involved. Um, you know, one part of the ensemble is just one part of the ensemble, effectively a solo. And when we combine all the parts and create harmony together, we've got a band, an orchestra, or a choir. And then I think the other kind of cool thing, um, Lindsay alluded to it a little bit, is this is a, it's a vertical program in Blue Valley. So the kids build on skills from one year to the next, and then they're able to accomplish more. At Blue Valley Northwest, our um, choirs, which are led by my colleague, Beth Ritchie Sullivan, and our orchestras, um, led by myself, just did a collaborative concert where we were able to perform some uh, popular movie music together. Fun. <laughs> and yeah, it was a great time. And the kids had a blast collaborating. But it's that aspect of teamwork, which they might not have been able to do that when they were younger. But because their skills have been scaffolded up and up and up over the years, um, we were able to put these, these ensembles together. And they were able to put on such a great show together. So yeah, those are those are the kind of skills you take, um, you take with you. And I'll add one more thing. You know, I get asked to do a lot of... Um, college recommendation letters, uh, since I've known kids sometimes for, you know, seven years. Um, and I find that when I'm writing them, yes, there's a sprinkling of commentary about their musical skills, but often what I'm writing about is things like growth mindset and determination and grit and persistence and, um, resilience. How they developed as a human. Exactly. Time management skills, all the things that we want as we enter the collegiate and, um, career workplace setting. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty awesome thing to be part of a performing arts team, whether we're talking band, choir, orchestra, or, or, um, or theater. I've always, I've always, um, Notice when you, you don't take band or you don't take theater, you, you belong. Mm -hmm. And there's just a community around performing arts in this district where lots of kids can, can find a home. Mm -hmm. Do any of you have any stories about kids who, who found their home in, in, in performing oh, arts and the success they've had because of performing arts? Countless, countless stories. I hear it in parent conferences a lot mm. that my student, my child couldn't really find their place. They tried this activity, they tried this activity, and they finally joined your band in sixth grade, or it could be the same thing, it could be for orchestra, it could be for vocal music, but they joined your class and realized this is, this is a place where I can be myself. Mm -hmm. So it's important. Because every, I just love it, every, I could have eight trumpet players, but I have eight different kinds of trumpet players, and they all bring strengths to the group, and I can use their strengths, and I could call out, hey, so-and-so is so good at this. They can mm -hmm. help you with this. And so-and-so is so good at this. And I love that these kids who might not have known through elementary school, like, there's a place for me, tries it. And they realize, this is, this is my thing. And then there's these students who are involved in so many activities, and they also find a place. Right. And we also are flexible. And that's another thing about what's great about Blue Valley is we are flexible. We are able to make our schedules, our concert schedules, our event schedules, and we're able to work with parents, and we have these great forms of communication. So if a student does feel like they belong in multiple places, they can belong in multiple places. Yeah, that, that was a question for me because Blue Valley does have a wide range of activities from athletics to other activities to our, to our performing arts. You know, can kids play varsity basketball and be part of an orchestra? How does that work? You know, um, I 
I think if anything, we promote them to, <laughs> to yeah. be part of multiple programs. Um, I'm laughing because I just told you the story about that uh, choir and orchestra mm-hmm. collaboration. But we had several students who are in both choir and orchestra at Blue Valley Northwest. And it was um, both heartwarming and a little bit hilarious to watch them um, go down from the choir loft and hop into the orchestra and back and forth two or three times during the, the performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because they are involved in, in multiple endeavors. Um, we also did a concert a couple of years ago um, where we told the kids, don't wear your black and white formal wear. Wear your uniform for something else that you participate in. So oh, wear, cool. yeah, love, wear your football uniform, wear your idea. basketball uniform, wear your cheer outfit, wear, um, you know, your scouting um, attire. And it was so incredible to see all the things that kids participate wow. in um, across the board. And and still there, they find success and a home in, in the music classroom at the same time. Yeah. So. You know, and there's a wide body of research that says kids who are in performing arts, be it theater or, or debate or, or a musical endeavor, and perform better academically. Um, what do you see in your classes as far as the connection between performing arts and academics? I feel like confidence level is boosted. And because we have these relationships with these students for many years, sometimes core, t- core teachers come up to me and they say, hey, can you have a conversation with so-and-so? We're a little bit concerned about this. Or, hey, this student's doing really, really well. We want to intervene and maybe try these challenges. And either way, either part of the spectrum, we are part of that intervention process for students, which is fun. I love that. Because then if a student needs an intervention, we can help guide them because we've got that strong relationship with them. So our performing arts teachers are very much part of a, a kiddo's just team that, that wraps around them and, and helps them develop to be just great humans and good students and and that sort of thing. Let's talk a little bit about the pandemic. So, you know, the pandemic caused some changes and everybody's been pivoting to, to, to do different things. And our performing arts teachers and programs have pivoted (laughs) multiple times. Um, But performing arts has gone on through all, all that has been um, going on the last couple of years. So even in these times when, when we're still kind of navigating these waters, what are the types of experiences kids can look forward to when it comes to performing arts? We, we have had uh, mitigations in place, and we've yep. you know, kind of pivoted and moved through those, but we are back in a place where we have all of our activities happening. We have you know, musicals coming up here, and we've, we're back with plays happening and concerts. And, that has um, to feel so good. It really oh. is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying before we started this, we are banding again. Yes, yes. It's a a wonderful thing. I think I remember the first concert I came back to. I I think a lot of us had a lot of emotion at at getting to be back together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just means so much to us to have that opportunity. And so I think... um, I imagine your kids missed it. They have to have missed those. You know, you you can do these activities alone but it just means so much more mm-hmm. to do them together mm-hmm. in a space and create something that you can't create by yourself right we are so happy to be back and making those special in-person uh, music making concerts and performances with our students and our um, music families although i do want to give a shout out to two of the people three of the people sitting here with me um, that's janelle brower Lindsay gamble and kelly ott because all three of them like myself were involved in making last year meaningful for students, even though we were 
in a very bizarre situation in the pandemic. We yeah. created a virtual curriculum. We were <laughs> teaching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can't see her, but Kelly is laughing and shaking her head right now. Um, we did. We really um, we had to create a whole new curriculum. Um, I remember teaching my fifth graders virtually on Zoom every morning. Those kids and families were such great sports. Yeah. And um, we have strong programs in Blue Valley. Um, I, I was going to say despite all of that, but actually it was pretty darn successful. So. I, I think so too. I, I've heard tons from parents about how the experiences of last year in the performing arts world were one of the things that sustained kids through, mm-hmm. through being mm-hmm. kind of disconnected um, from, from their peers. And, and it was one of the highlights through, through not the greatest time, but I, I do. I think you guys have, I mean, who, who else can be more creative than our performing arts folks, right? <laughs> music is all around us. It's in pop music. Yep. We hear all the time on radios and television. Do they even listen to the radio? No, they <laughs> they stream it. What am I talking about? YouTube. It's all this over YouTube. Podcast, yeah. they're listening to it's this all podcast. over podcasts. It's all over the movies we watch. Music is everywhere. So we can use that tool um, mm-hmm. in virtual learning. And it's, yeah, like you said, we're... We're creative, right? Uh, right. We just kind of had to step back and analyze. You know what? There's this world of music that we actually could introduce even further into our students who are learning virtual. Either when you're in virtual ed, or you're hybrid. Yep. Or at least for a couple, we had we had stints last year when all of us were virtual. so. So I thought. Let's turn this into private lessons and let's really <laughs> dive into can we be our best teacher? Because honestly, I tell my students they are better than I am. They can really analyze their playing even closer than I can. So that we actually I think a lot of our students got better last year. Interesting. Because they were really listening to their own playing. That's super interesting. They became more efficient analyzers and practicers and I think that Mm -hmm. um, talk about a a skill that's not just valuable in music but just in life in order to break down Mm -hmm. something and uh, figure out how to get better without the teacher giving you every single guiding piece of advice Um, Lindsay you hit the nail on the head it was so cool when those kids came back to see how more efficiently they could be in person based on their experience uh, living through last year where they had to solve their own problems. What mm-hmm. a silver lining. Super mm-hmm. cool. Let's talk a little bit about um, a, a pretty discreet slice of this. So beginning band and strings. Um, in the last year or so, we've, we've, we've pivoted, and now we be, your, your first chance you can begin strings is in fifth grade, and when you can begin band is in sixth grade. Tell us a little bit about those changes and why you see um, some benefit for students. Okay, so think, in thinking about the change uh, and in planning for that, the district considered improving the experience of our first year beginning band and string students. And what we looked at was trying to increase the instructional time for those students to provide them a better experience. Uh, We also wanted to increase uh, to provide easier access to those programs for every student and to give them a deeper exposure to instruments before they made a long-term instrument choice. And so far, I've heard nothing but positive about the change. Um, Kids are are super engaged and um, from from a classroom perspective, what are you seeing this year having lived that change for a little bit? So from an orchestra standpoint, um, I got to say it's pretty cool. Um, I get to see my fifth graders every single day, um, with the exception of some bonus time on Fridays. But 
it means they retain what we do from day to day really well. Um, they remember, you know, I had a fifth grader tell me, he said, Mr. Abuchi, I just want you to know that I look forward to this all day. Aww. And I thought, well, that's really cool because we get to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, you know, it is, it is really cool to see their progress. Um, and they can see their progress, I think, as beginning fifth graders. Uh, and I'll speak um, also to the fact, you know, uh, we all have a beginning sixth grade class as well um, yep. for orchestra. And frankly, if a student comes to us at any point in time, if they want to begin in seventh or eighth grade, we'll find a way to make it work. But the best entry points are going to be fifth grade or sixth grade beginning. Um, and they will get that everyday experience in either of those. I think Lindsay will talk a little bit about the sixth grade band experience, because from what I've heard, that has also been stellar this year. Great. What, do you, what have you learned or seen? Sixth grade, we see students every day for 45 minutes. It is incredible to see them every day and repeat or... It's like rinse and repeat kind of be, thing. Because um, previously it wasn't every day. Right. And it was, it was kind of um, some. Some of us had two days a week. Some of us had three days a week. It depends on how. So you were reteaching and kind yeah. of it, you were spending time, just kind of going back. It was harder to go yeah. forward. A okay. lot of reteaching. A lot of reteaching. With sixth grade, we this year are able to go so much further and we had a pandemic last year and we were able to go so much further than we've ever gone Wow! because everyone started from scratch and we all were on the same playing field mm-hmm. no pun intended <laughs> we, we we started out with the basics and I love that I love starting fresh when the students show up and they say I don't even know how to open my case I say I love it <laughs> let's do it let's do it together and so um, because we all start from the same play, same playing field in sixth grade Every day builds upon each day. And then we're able to play really cool, fun stuff, um, challenging and intricate and multi-part stuff in the second semester, which is what we're doing right now. We have a concert coming up for sixth grade, and they are so pumped because their music is so complex. Mm -hmm. And we can do that because we all were on the same playing field beginning of the year. Well, it sounds like it's going well. And so if if I'm an um, elementary parent... And I'm looking towards next year, and I have a kiddo who might be in fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. Um, what what should they expect? Where they can you get information? What's that look like this this spring? Kind of getting your feet wet. So in the springtime, actually uh, in January, I think most of our band directors and uh, orchestra teachers have been communicating and providing information to our fifth grade students about sixth grade enrollment and instrument opportunities what instruments are available in sixth grade and when it's time for enrollment forms to come out then they can select on that enrollment form the instrument that they would like to select Um, and then we also have opportunities for um, sixth grade choir as well and so this is a great starting point for sixth grade choir we've had students singing all the way from kindergarten through fifth grade so they would all have those wonderful singing skills that they can put into practice in sixth grade and we have the opportunity for the first time ever to begin in our theater program so we have um theater course that they could take or a modern communications course where they can dive into those wonderful performing arts programs as well. And a student can be in choir and band or choir and orchestra, so they're not mm-hmm. limited to just one music um, venue. So That's true. Or band and orchestra. Born in, yes. Band and orchestra. I have, I have several students who are in band and orchestra, wow. band and choir, and I have a couple students who are in band, choir, and orchestra. Goodness Woo. gracious. Goodness <laughs> gracious. That's awesome. That is awesome. Sixth grade orchestra. What what does sixth grade orchestra look like, and how does it different than than what kids experience in elementary? I, I'd imagine it's it's pretty exciting. It probably takes a, a step up from elementary. It's, 
That's a fun question because I just talked to the sixth graders about it today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What do they have I, to say? Well, they, um, you know, I, I have that unique experience because I get to teach the beginners all the way up through the high school seniors, right? And so they wanted to know, um, to, in, in their sixth grade brain, the high schoolers play perfectly. And of course, in, in my teacher brain, the high schoolers aren't perfect. You know, they, they work very hard, but the level of, um, the level of music making comes with a, an advanced level of teaching. Um, and so I said to them, well, let me put it in perspective for you. Um, when you were in fifth grade, what did we talk about? And they're like, well, we talked about how to play our open strings and hold the bow. And I said, well, today do I have to talk to you about how to hold the bow and how to play open strings? And they're like, no. I said, what are we working on? And they're like, well, we're working on our um, intonation on these uh, chords, and we're working on different bow strokes together that are more challenging than anything we did. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We get to play music in multiple parts, recognizable songs that they know. The concerts are a blast. And later on down the road, they get more opportunities like um, trips and, um, you know, opportunities to uh, go travel and uh, perform with other schools. And, and so it's, it's a great time. Middle school is a wonderful time to be part of a music program. Great. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a teeny bit about um, theater before we end. Like in middle school, what is middle school theater? What are the opportunities kids get to perform in middle school? Sure. So I mentioned the starting point for theater, which was a theater course and a modern communications course. Right. And those expand as the students get older. Um, the the eighth grade course goes into theater and um, uh, production, mm -hmm. theater theatrical production. Um, but they also can, uh, in middle school, get into um, musicals mm -hmm. as an extracurricular and um, plays. And there's a junior thespian club and a debate club in our middle school level. And then if you want to expand on into high school, we just really grow those course offerings into the high school level. And we, as I mentioned, get into debate and competitive speaking. And all of our programs get into some state level and regional, regional level competitions. So, so we have some really good options for kids in the area of, of performance and in theater and, and communications. Great. Definitely. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and finish it today. I really appreciate you guys uh, coming in and talking about the opportunities kids have and, and your, your excitement for teaching. Just, just You can feel it in your, in your words. So I appreciate the listeners, the community listeners. This has been the Learning Connection. We've been able to talk about performing arts and all the exciting opportunities that await our students this coming year. Um, please reach out to your school um, and, and ask questions about these programs as you... Um, decide what things your child will take next year. Um, we look forward to seeing lots and lots of kids in performing arts in 22-23, and we appreciate you listening today and hope to have you back soon.